Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Istanbul, Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, now church delight on a moonlit night. Now from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York. That's right. It's the same city. It's got a new name. When did it become in Istanbul? I think it changed back and forth a couple, couple times. times. Okay. Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you. Great to uh, have you all on board. Happy weekend, boys and girls. Here we are on a Friday. 
you know, I came into this uh, show today, uh, you know, you know, fairly happy and in a reasonably good mood. But we know that that the uh, the world is large and there's a lot happening in it. And that made me so happy to talk to Michael Ogine just there. I'm so yeah. grateful for him, and uh, it was uh, that was that was awesome. We appreciate him very much, and uh, it doesn't matter, man, if it's basketball or if it's just, I mean, I running a business. What well, it doesn't matter. Great he's gonna, he's gonna be nails in in everything. So he's he's the best. Constantinople actually was originally founded under the name Byzantian, not Byzantium, Byzantian. This was in 660 BC. Then that moved to Byzantine, mm. which would under the during the Roman times from 330 through 1200. Then during the Latin times, Constantinople back to Pelagios Byzantine, I believe it is, and then under the Ottoman Empire became Constantinople. And then, with the advancements of Christianity during both Roman and Byzantine times, transformed then. Into Istanbul during the modern era, so it's actually only been called Istanbul for just short of 100 years. Short of 100 years. 1922. Interesting. Okay. I, uh, amazing. Post World War One from Constantinople to Istanbul. Because uh, the Ottoman Empire did not fall until right, right after World right, War One right. in 1923 was when Constantinople then became Istanbul. Uh, if anybody out there that really wants a, you know. Don't want to say low-hanging fruit, but we always gravitate towards studying things that are right in the forefront of our consciousness. The World Wars, certainly. The Vietnam War, uh, the Civil Rights Movement in the you know 1960s, the Civil War. Those are all things that are very... Uh, they're more recent. They're more recent, but they're also more accessible. And when you think, maybe I want to learn something about history. Oh, there's a million World War II books. There's a million World War I books. You know, in Montana, Lewis and Clark and all the, the fur trappers and all that. It's so easy to access. Sometimes you don't ever think about studying something like the Byzantine the Byzantine Empire. Mm. If you want to study something fascinating, study Turkey. Just type in Turkey and just <laughs> go down. I'm telling you, man, it is crazy all of the ins and outs. It's it's so wild because of how many different cultures and empires have ruled that fertile crescent right. on the planet. Right. There's so many different places that have been coveted, so to speak, but it's it's by one or two or three groups of people where you've had profound, you know, Chinese, Mongol, Turkish, Ottoman, you know, all, all of the, I mean, so many different peoples that have fought over this one area for yeah. so, I mean, it's Mesopotamia at the beginning of it, right? Which is even pre-Byzantine, which is, it's all so fascinating to study the whole thing. I, uh, I advocate for everything that you've just said right there. It's to tell Nuanas, one of two ninety ESPN radio. Uh, if you missed anything in the first hour, well, it's an hour you're going to want to listen to. So uh, we offer it to you via podcast. Podcast available all the time. Podcast is available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Rate, review, subscribe. It's there thanks to Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Quick trivia question. What do you think the population of Istanbul is? <sighs> I mean, it, it, if we're talking, I mean, I, I, I bet it's 12 million. 16 million. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Twice New York City. Think of that. Yeah, it's it's huge. Although, I mean, New York, obviously, Istanbul is is. I mean, it's, New York is bigger than than that, though. Like bigger than eight million. Is what I'm saying It's bigger. Well, if you count Long Island, uh, but yeah, just yeah. the five boroughs of New York, I believe, is eight million people. But yeah. then you also have Long Island and then you know yeah, the yeah. other. But yeah, sixteen areas. million. Yeah, I, I believe that all day. Uh, all right, uh, Coulter. We said 
what are we going to do today? Let's 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 keep. We've had some fun with the blind sides, man. We're bringing mm-hmm, the blind mm-hmm, sides mm-hmm. back. So I got a couple of blind side questions for you. I know you got at least one for me as well, boys and girls. Have, if you're not a, familiar, controversial. Oh for boy, you. that's just what we need. Okay, uh, here's the deal. Uh, we like to ask each other a couple of questions. Coulter has not told me what uh, he's going to ask me, nor have I shared with him what I'm going to ask him. Uh, and so uh, we like to, you know, just see where each other stands, see if it, it sparks any questions. Here's my question for you. It is a question that roughly I, I asked to Leon Costello, the Montana State Athletic Director, yesterday. But I want a definitive answer for, from you, which is going to obviously be a matter of opinion. Okay. What do you think? is the most likely football scenario for this fall in the Big Sky Conference, okay? And specifically, I'm going to narrow it down for teams. And I've got I've got a number of things to pick from here for you, okay? It's going to be exactly normal. We'll play the full schedule as scheduled, full fans, okay? It's going to be close to normal. Like, it'll have a full schedule, but maybe there'll be a couple different opponents that rather than that are scheduled right now with full fans. It will be altered... I'm using that terminology loose. Okay, so mostly or full schedule. Some teams TBD with fans but not full fans. Very different. Say games but no fans at all or no season. Okay, so or and you can pick something else. What do you think? I'm taking answer C with a little bit of a, a tweak. Here's okay. what I think is going to happen. C is altered. So altered. most are a full schedule. Yep. Some teams TBD with partial fans. For the schools in the state of Montana, here's what I think will happen. I think that fall camp will start a couple weeks later, even though school is starting a couple weeks earlier. Yes. It will go into September. The first game on the schedules for each team will likely be canceled altogether. Okay. Montana, Montana State will play a 10, not an 11-game schedule, but they will play almost fully... Their schedule as is, except for in the Big Sky I, I, Conference. In the Big Sky Conference, okay. but I say I, I think that there's a chance that the teams from the West Coast will come to Montana. I think there is no chance that the teams from Montana will go to the West Coast. I okay. do not think that Mo- I don't think any of the Big Sky teams in the Inner Mountain Rocky region. Let's talk like that. Will go to will go to California, Portland, or Northern Arizona. I think those schools. Northern Arizona, because if you're following this stuff. Northern Arizona and Flagstaff is going to have on-campus classes right now, but one of the per capita most stricken areas in the country by COVID-19 is the Navajo Indian Reservation, which is just north of Flagstaff. So I think that there's going to be some fear about going to that area. Okay. Um, but also on the flip side, as we're learning, as information comes out, heat is one of the most detrimental things to this virus and to all viruses, uh, as a matter of fact. Also to me, <laughs> Just... Symbolic. It's just ruinous. The, yes. But but when you think, what are the cases going to be like when it's then all of a sudden 120 degrees in Phoenix? Yeah. It's going to really go down there, so maybe Northern Arizona becomes okay. a better option. But, but I, I, think I that, see what you're saying, though. But I, I, I do think that, I, I think because Montana and Montana State, of their big sky schedule, I think we went through them. Each have two games that could be risky, mm-hmm. regardless if they're played in Montana or otherwise, just Correct. against West Coast teams. Yep. But like Weber State at Montana, like that game's happening. Yeah. Montana at Idaho, that game's happening. Yeah, yeah. I think that the the teams that are in these more rural, secluded areas where you can take a bus 
you don't have to worry about a lot of the different ways that are high risk in terms of the contagions yeah. with travel. Yeah. I think that that stuff will happen. And then in terms of the fans, I think there's no way that either Montana or Montana State can risk filling their stadiums. They can't. They cannot do it. It would just be a catastrophe. If you sold out a, a game at Washington Grizz Stadium and then all of a sudden like 400 COVID cases came out of it, I mean, just lock it up. The whole, I mean, it, it would be, be it would be over for not, I mean, it would be so detrimental to the university as a whole. Yeah. So I think they're going to have to figure out a strategy. We've talked, we've been bouncing around town a little bit the last couple of weeks now. Things are opening up, talking to a lot of influential people, people that are big time Grizz and Bobcat supporters. We've heard from a lot of people, hey, I renewed my season tickets. We asked both Kent Hausen, athletic director at Montana, and Leon Costello, athletic director at Montana State, what can people do to help you? And the number one answer, and Jeff Choate, Montana State head coach, said the same thing. Buy your season tickets. Mm-hmm. Buy your season tickets and then just have faith. We'll get you to at least some games, maybe all of them, but if you just buy your season tickets, it's like a contribution to the program. It's how people that don't have hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to contribute. If you just renew, you spend your $2,000 or your $3,000, which for most people around here is a lot of money. It's a lot. Absolutely. That's going to help them. But then that's going to be the number one thing I think that the athletic directors and the athletic department's going to have to figure out. Is it a lottery system? Who gets to go? Do you have dibs on games? I mean, we were talking to a couple of guys today that were saying, well, hey, if I'm only going to get to go to four out of the six, you know, I want Idaho. I want Weber. I want Montana State. How do you determine that? And that's going to be the number one question then, too, is the Bobcat game. Of course. In Missoula. Yeah. What what allotment does Montana State get? How do you play the game? Because you're going to talk about a free-for-all for tickets for that thing. Seems like there might be a lot riding on that game. <laughs> I would say that there's a fair amount riding um, on that game. Okay. I, I like your answer, Coulter. I think there's a lot uh, that there that I am I am uh, in agreement with uh, in general as we sit here and kind of look at it. Uh, um, and as we talked about today, remarkably... We're three months away from the start of football season, the scheduled start of football season. We're two months away in rear view from the start of COVID-19. So, I mean, there's been a lot of ground, so to speak, that has been covered already in the last 60 days. How much more in the next 90? We'll find out. Uh, All right. That's my I I got another question as well if we get to it, but I'll go ahead. Okay. Your, your, uh, quote, controversial question. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business to learn more. So am I am I correct in saying that you still you have not watched the Lance Armstrong documentary? I have not watched it. Okay. Slight spoiler alert here for people that haven't watched it, but it's not that big of a spoiler alert. <laughs> the, Lance Armstrong's not the most uh, 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 relatable figure in the history of sports. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, his unabashed, unapologetic nature. I, you know me. When I really don't like athletes, I, I it is it is I I I can't handle I yeah. can't handle them. I have that opinion about Lance Armstrong. I actually like Lance Armstrong more after watching this because so many of these guys, I think, they have underlying issues, mental things. I mean, Barry Bonds to me is just the trademark insecure narcissist. Right? Yeah. He couldn't handle that people were 
were, were more popular than him. So he had to right. go start doing steroids because Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa are getting all the headlines I'm supposed to be getting. He had to go do steroids. And, and that, to me, and then, and then to be unapologetic but also do no self-work to emerge from this telephone booth you live in, that's the worst type of of pro athlete to me, like, right? Gotcha. Lance Armstrong, though, I don't think he has any sort of lingering insecurities Remorse or things. Or no, anything. no, he is straight up. He is just like that. He is yeah. that big of a, I can't even say the yeah. words on the radio. <laughs> but okay. that's here nor there. Okay. In this documentary, though, obviously everybody knows the story. Lance Armstrong is uh, starting to break into the cycling scene. It's a it's an international competition, specifically the Tour de France, where Americans have been almost non-existent for a very long time. He's won multiple world championships, but he has not been very competitive in the Tour. Then he gets cancer, and then he comes back from cancer, and then he becomes the most dominant cyclist in the history of the world. And then he goes down in one of the craziest steroid scandals we've ever seen. But my question for you is the whole first episode of this documentary is all about that rise all the way until that very first tour win. And that Armstrong is incredibly candid. While being, I'll, I'll be unapologetic, very candid in everything that was going on, both involving himself and everybody else that are competing in the Tour de France. At this time, and there's interviews with the two guys that were there. In English, it's Tour of France, right? Tour of France. Okay, good. The At this time... The two head heads of the board, basically, they both are on this documentary saying, we knew that we we had reached this point where if you wanted to have comp- competitive and, and progressively better competition and better times, there was no way for us to police specifically EPO, which is the most popular cycling supplement. It gives you more blood platelets in your blood so you can recover faster, more oxygen goes to your blood. So they basically said... There's no human way for people to compete this to to complete this race at the level it's been completed or better without drugs. So we're just going to not even worry about it. We're just going to treat it as if th- there was no testing for it anyways. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to treat it as if here you go. We're going to test for you know traditional anabolic steroids and HGH, but we are not going to test for this because there is no test anyways. And if by chance you get popped for a test, here nor there. Lance Armstrong failed the drug test his very first tour de France. But because it was a cortisone, uh, traces of cortisone that could also be in like a topical. He basically said, I had a saddle sore. I rubbed it on there. My bad. And, and he got away with it. And the, the, the heads of these boards just waved it. My question for you then is, it's not just speculation that everybody was cheating. Everybody was cheating. Mm-hmm. They all were cheating. So doesn't that just mean that Lance Armstrong was still the best? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Let's put it like this: If I'm not going to say, I'm I'm still not going to say that absolutely everybody was like 100, percent right? But I would say, essentially, effectively, everybody. If you're asking me if the playing field, roughly Remain for the Tour level. de France was was level, I'm going to say yes, that it was level, basically. Um, I don't know things like the following. Everybody takes the same supplement. Does it react the same for everybody? Right. Is it more helpful for some for some reason than for others? It's, a, it's an awesome uh, point. All of that stuff like that. So so even that, that was even always, everybody doing it. Does it mean that it's actually equal? I don't know that that is clear to me. That was always the argument in baseball too. Is that 
there's a first of all, baseball is so much more muddy because one, when the steroids were at its most rampant, it was not against the rules. So how can you actually say guys were cheating? You could say they were cheating the integrity of the game. They were mm-hmm. cheating against the numbers. But were they actually cheating? They weren't actually breaking a rule because the rule hadn't been enacted yet, right? Mm-hmm. But th- that was the other thing that a lot of guys that used steroids had said was, well, I used all the steroids in the world, and it made me better, but it still didn't make me as good as him. Mm-hmm. And he's using the same steroids, but they work better for him, and he's better than me. Right. Right. And so uh, if you're going to – if I, I am not going to sit here and say that, that Lance Armstrong wasn't the greatest cyclist or whatever in the world still, you know, I think the whole, you know, the whole shooting match is, 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 you know, a failure, uh, in, in a lot of ways. And like, well, okay. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, that, that's the thing. Like if everybody just wants to say, Hey, like why, why are we covering this thing up if there's no need to? You know, I mean, and, and that's where it gets so egregious sort of. is, is because then it becomes this entangled, insane web of lies. Well, the egregiousness for me it has nothing to do with the quote integrity of the sport because it doesn't really exist. And in this odd irony, if it doesn't exist at all, it sort of exists. What well, one one pre- right? one precursor to this is, I think in America, cycling is not very popular. Right. So we don't have the respect of this event. They do a little 10-minute vignette about the history of the Tour de France. Since the very first one, you literally could not complete it without some sort of something. Mm. At the beginning, guys were, they were snorting cocaine to, to finish it. But you couldn't physiologically complete this race because I think we don't get it. They're like, oh, it's just a guy riding a bike. No, it's like Lance Armstrong says, this would be like running a marathon in the morning and a marathon at night every single day for 21 days straight. Yeah, how was well, it even possible? Why was it even thought? Of, is my <laughs> exactly. Question. But the, the 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 thing to me on on uh, on Lance Armstrong and why he's such a despicable character is that he cre- sort of created he he was the he was the point person he was the visual uh, 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 leader of this unbelievable cancer comeback story while also westernizing cycling across the board did, right did all of this stuff and and created a scenario in which this had nothing to do or little to do with cycling or the tour de france he was he was uh uh uh, uh idolized lauded by so very many people that and it had nothing to do with the cycling side of it like you can you can maybe forgive or at least give over a guy who is a quote sports hero and then you find out oh he's not everything that we thought that he was or she isn't everything that we thought that she was and it taints the sport and you go okay well i guess i gotta find a new sports person there are children adult everybody who have battled this horrific disease are battling it who have used him as their rallying cry as their point of hope and to have that hollowed out in the way that it was, and to find out that no, in fact, what you have here is just the worst of all p- possible sorts of people in in this cold and and unimaginable person is is despicable. Like it's truly despicable, and the fact that and like, the financial exploitation of it oh, as well. A- a- I mean, he exploited his. Even if he was clean, mm-hmm. there's still an element of what's the right word. 
in my mind, when people truly exploit themselves for their own personal tragedy, not 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 just exalt themselves, but truly exploit themselves using their own personal tragedy, that bothers me deeply. Yes. And then when you add in the fact that it was all a lie, that makes it. I well, mean, I and, think that's and some why. of it wasn't lie. Like he, he did have cancer, and he, he did, did right, come back right. from it. And and so very much good was done from the Livestrong campaign. 100%. Absolutely. So th- that's not it at all. But the point is, is that it was he was the face of this whole thing, and he was, you know, when the quote movement loses its leader, it ceases to be. It's just the it's just the way it is, and. And that whole thing went down. They 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 kicked the Ted Pegs out of that in in moments after all of this stuff happened. And that isn't just oh you know the guy who we thought was a great cycler isn't a great cycler or isn't as great a cycler as he thought he was. People who had genuine hope tied to him lost that. Some of them, and that is that's unforgivable. So there's my thoughts. And it's Lance also Armstrong. and it's also then it's so funny too because before Lance Armstrong, it's such a niche sport. After Lance Armstrong, it's become even more, more a niche, niche sport, yeah, right? Yeah. And but it's just interesting because since Lance, I mean, over the last half a dozen years, Chris Froome won four straight Tour de France. Well, then he just got popped for a dirty drug test, I think, two years ago. And so it's just a repeat of the same thing. In 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 other news, the sun came up this morning. Uh, Coulter, last question for you, short one. Yep. If there are no fans at NFL stadiums Ooh. this year, mm-hmm. what team benefits the most? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Nope. Sorry. It's a good guess. The Minnesota Vikings? No. Oh, no. Minnesota's guy. Fans, well, or they're misguided, well, but they're you know, loyal. I was only thinking that. I mean, no, we can't make jest of it. I'm not even going to say it. The Los Angeles Chargers, oh, of course, who have only played 16 road games a season since they moved to Los Angeles. I would like to quote Melvin Gordon, bro. We didn't have fans anyway. We didn't have many Charger fans at the game. I'm just going to be honest. We didn't not have many Charger fans at the game. Much loyalty, love, but we did not have many, so I'm not missing anything. End quote. By the way, he is now a Denver Bronco. That would be a home field advantage that would certainly be missing if that were to happen. Just so we know, there is a correct answer. It's not a matter of opinion. To tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, we go to the Chick who doesn't know sports. Our dear friend Carolyn coming up right after this. Boys and girls, the weekend's here, and I am so pumped to get out in the yard and pick up all of that dog poop. Said no one ever, right? If accumulating dog waste has you feeling down in the dumps, we got an answer for you. Call Montana Pooper Scoopers. That's right. Montana Pooper Scoopers offers one-time and weekly dog waste removal services for businesses and families. That's right. Not just at your house. It's your place of business. You don't want to ruin the feel that people have for your place because they step in something they didn't want to. It's also at a price anyone can afford. Whether you've got three Great Danes or just one Chihuahua, Montana Pooper Scoopers is up for the job. Put down that bag and go online. Visit MontanaPooperScoopers.com and enjoy your extra free time. And also mention this ad. You'll get $25 off. That's right, $25 off your initial service. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. 
That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. It has recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. have an answer to this question but what is your favorite tom petty song this is up there um this is not oh uh, no it's up there Uh-oh. but uh, no it's, it's this is not it i i was i'm saying i don't have an answer there i got i got a list of about a dozen that i'm just they're just too good man tom petty man if rest easy <laughs> it's probably got to be either refugee uh-huh. Or American Girl. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You ever seen Tom Petty live? Never. Never. Tom Petty, John Mayer, and Keith Urban at the Gorge. Wow, such a random combination. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I went into it. You know, Keith Urban's kind of pop country Australian pretty boy. Not Nicole Kidman. I was not excited about it. Yeah. I am a John Mayer guy, and we've been trying to convince Tommy about John Mayer. Yeah, but. Two points. First of all, Keith Urban straight shreds on the guitar. Unbelievably, mm. unbelievable live. Second of all, they each played like a 35 to 40 minute set of their own songs. And then they came out and did just like a jam band cover concert, the three of them. And just like basically went, it was like a dueling guitars type thing. So sweet watching Tom Petty, John Mayer, and Keith Urban all just roll at the gorge. I must say, I, I am envious of that, uh, of that one for sure. Uh, it's Two Telling the One is 1029 ESPN Radio. I got to amend. I know exactly what my favorite Tom Petty song is. No, neither of those are. Learning to Fly is my favorite Tom Petty song. I, I just I just can't pick one. They're like your children, you know? Uh, online, 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you listen live. You listen live all the time thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Helping us out with the stream. If you would uh, like to call. 361-3688 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. And remember that because we will be giving away a uh, prize from the Iron Grizz at the end of the segment. That's right. We certainly will. Want to remind everybody before we jump into this again, get in and text us your best golf pictures to 200-8184. I know we got a lot of phone numbers going on here. 200-8184. We are going to send... One of you with a friend to the Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort for a stay and play deal. Uh, I re- I, we found out, I found out something that I probably was not clear on this. Uh, I want to clear up if there's any confusion or just the, 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 the text number, it, it effectively comes, to, well, not effectively, it does come directly to my email. Okay. This is not a number that is like out there 
in uh, where you're going to be getting solicitations and that kind of thing. People were concerned. Well, I don't want to hear phone calls and emails from this, that, and the third. The only solicitation you're going to get is from me directly. Which won't happen because he doesn't even know how to text. That's right. When I just get on there and just ask for for, for segment ideas from you. That's, that's, that's what it's going to come down to. Crowdsourcing the show in mid-June. You might have a chance to win this if you give me an idea. No, but hey, so just so you know, this is uh, this is... Uh, uh, not going to any, you know, businesses or companies or anything else like that. So I, I, some people were concerned about that. And uh, reason I, I understand that, believe me, I want that for myself just as little as anybody else does. So you don't need to fear about it. But 200-8184 is that phone number. Uh, and uh, and that, will, that, that will come straight to uh, us and it will go nowhere else. And you can uh, then... Enter to win an overnight stay and play package at the Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort. Really fun. We're going to do this. We've done this all week this week. We're going to do it all week next week. But uh, get your pictures together. And again, golf in the most broad sense, right? There's no uh, uh, no right or wrong here on this thing, uh, you know, when it comes to a golf picture. Send that in and do it. We're happy now to uh, have a little bit of fun on a Friday. Here we go. Boys and girls, it is a Friday. We're trying to have a good day. We want you to have a good day. We bring in our friend Carolyn each and every Friday. The chick who doesn't know sports brought to us by our other friends at the Iron Grizz. Carolyn, uh, I don't know what you want to talk about, but I know what I want to talk about. How in the world would you walk into this studio with that dang mask on? You mean my Chicago Bears mask on? You are wearing a Bears mask, which I'm I'm guessing somebody paid you to wear because there's no way in, in the world that somebody would actually purchase that knowingly with U.S. dollars. I purchased it with my own hard-earned money. Man, you got raked over the coals. I don't care what it cost. But I do need to tell you something about this mask. Okay. I feel like a fraud. You are a fraud. Yesterday at Albertsons, my cashier said, are you so excited for Nick Foles or I don't even know who he's talking about? <laughs> And I said, who? And he oh said, you're wearing a bear's mask. <laughs> Should we fill her in here? Unbelievable. Her okay, so Matt Nagy is the coach of the Bears, right? What? Okay. I thought it was Dinka. <laughs> is Mike Dinka even alive still? He is He's absolutely still alive, alive. yes. Okay. Matt Nagy's the head coach of the Bears, right? He is a bald man who loves to wear visors. A very interesting combo. He came in. And uh, he had a pretty unique offense, and they kind of took the league by storm, especially early, and they made the playoffs. And uh, despite the fact they had Mitch Trubisky, their quarterback that they drafted, over Patrick Mahomes, which they will never live in. And over Deshaun Watson. And over Deshaun Watson. And who they did not exercise their fifth-year option on on his rookie deal. So they will never live that down. But then last year they came crashing down to earth, and they sucked like they should, and always will from here forward yes so they went and signed nick Foles. nick Foles is most famous for coming off the bench for the philadelphia eagles and leading them on an epic playoff run replacing carson wentz and then winning the super bowl and being the super bowl mvp so now you know you guys have the super bowl mvp winning quarterback but also maybe the um how would you say it guess he's like the most Random Super Bowl MVP quarterback ever because oh, he wasn't even the has star- to be because he wasn't has even the starter be. for almost all of the year. He only became the starter like two weeks left in the regular season and then caught fire more than maybe any quarterback ever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you talk about find find me another. I mean, Dilfer wasn't the starter at the start of the season. 
on when when the Ravens went on that run. But he wasn't the Super Bowl MVP. But he wasn't the MVP, and and he was the starter from like week four. It wasn't like an injury in week sixteen or seventeen. I mean, it is. It's the most random. He go what he. Out, Tom Brady threw for 500 yards in the Super Bowl and lost because Nick Foles threw for like 525 or whatever. It was it insane, bizarre. I mean, straight up, Nick Foles has perhaps the most unique legacy of any quarterback. Yes, ever he does. He has he instituted the first college offense into the NFL when, with Chip Kelly, killed it, then wasn't any good, and then basically and then was this gigantic <laughs> resurrection with the first iteration of the RPO, wins the Super Bowl, and then. Back down to earth, and now he's with your Bears. He also has one of the great nicknames in all professional sports. That which we can't say on the radio. I will, oh, I I, like which which it. I invite you to Google. Okay. Yes. Okay. So uh, anyway, so you and your Bears mask can just you know enjoy. Coulter, seriously, seriously, tell me what do you think the Bears record is this year? I think they're uh, you're, uh, five and eleven. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're the worst team in the North. Really. I do. Worse than Detroit? I think the Lions. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, no. I, I, I think the Lions are a six or seven win team. I think the Bears are a four or five win team. Eesh. <laughs> the Bears? I, I will say this. there's The uh, the Bears will lose all their NFC North games except for maybe when they play Detroit and Chicago. At home, yeah. Even with Nick Poles? Yes. I mean. One thing we aren't mentioning, though, is that they still have Khalil, Khalil Mack. Mack. Yeah. You don't know who that is either. No, but maybe if they brought <laughs> Ditka back. <laughs> Yes. And Refrigerator Perry. And Walter Payton and the whole crew. Yeah. And, of course, the greatest quarterback in the history That's of the right. franchise. That's right. Carolyn's big crush, Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon. You, you have got to be the only person in America that, is, that has a crush on Jim McMahon. I don't have a crush on him. It's just False. Like, no, I don't. He was False. a total D-bag. No. But he, yes, he was. He, like, put on his shades and, like, finger pulling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was cheesy. the 80s. I know he was still a cheese ball. He's just okay, but a cheese ball is different. Okay, well, I just love the '85 Bears. Okay. Okay. All right. What else you got? All right. So David Price. Do you know who he is? The pitcher, David the Price, great pitcher. Yes. He's paying every minor leaguer in the Dodgers um, company. system. System. Thank you. A thousand dollars for the month of June. That's forty guys. Really? Yeah. Wait, there's there's only forty guys in the Dodgers. I think system? it's the forty that the Dodgers cut. So yesterday, okay. minor league baseball. Oh. No, sorry, forty man roster not included. Yes. Yeah, so forty man. Oh, so okay. So he's paying all the minor leaguers, not the major leaguers. I see. So yesterday, for anybody that missed it, massive bloodbath in minor league baseball. Uh, more than seven hundred guys cut. They expect more than a thousand. Expect more than a thousand by the end of Friday or Saturday. So David Price is basically probably, I think I saw that the Dodgers cut 65 guys. So David Price is basically paying each of those 65 guys $1,000 in June. Very generous. Also, crazy when you do the math because David Price has made so much money in his career. No, no, no. That's not even how I go with it. It's very generous of David Price to be doing it. And also the fact that he's doing it and not whoever the billionaire is that owns the Dodgers, that's the part that's crazy. Like right, 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 right. Like the guy who owns the Dodgers has a hundred times million times more money than David. Well, Price. not a hundred million well, times. How much? Do, how much let's owns, say David was the Dodgers. David Price is, has probably made close to nine figures, right? A hundred million dollars. No, David Price made way more than a hundred. Okay, I'd say so, made, I think he's made probably one hundred and fifty to one hundred seventy-five. Okay, million. but but so what I'm saying is ten times that puts you at one point seven billion dollars. That's I bet probably you the group for the Dodgers has five to six times that much money. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, so anyway, the point is the ownership group cuts these 
these players. And by the way, I'm not saying that isn't their. This isn't my beef with the ownership group. By the way, that they did this. I, I don't. I'm. I understand. Like, okay, you probably it's probably what you got. You feel like you got to deal within the current scenario and not going to have a minor league team. And why are we going to have these guys? So I get that. And yet. Yes, David Price, very rich. Yes, he can afford sixty grand or whatever it's going to be, and it's a very nice gesture and good of him to do it, and I think people respect him for doing it. And also, the actual people that fired this group of people so they didn't have the $1,000 that they were going to have got David Price times 20 times you know his 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 net worth and they're like well we're saving a thousand dollars a player we're not gonna do it and that's the well they eat a thousand dollars of caviar at lunch that's (laughs) that's the most outrageous part about it though is that david price is doubling if not more most of these guys salaries most of the guys that got cut are making what, what did they the, say? It, well, the the, I, oh, the guess, minimum is four hundred bucks a day. Is it or a uh, week? A week. It's a I week. mean, it's four hundred a month. You're right. So he's yeah, basically yeah. matching what they were making. Yeah, a little. He yeah, not not quite matching it, but yeah. Well, it's very generous. It is. But they live in L.A. and that's going to buy them like two beers. Well, they don't live in L.A. now. These minor league guys actually live around the country. Oh yeah, I forgot. Okay. That's, that's the most fascinating part about minor league baseball, though, to me, and we've seen this with the Osprey. You have guys that are straight up out of the Boca Chica Academy that are 17 years old from the Dominican Republic that after you talk about their their provided housing yeah are are they're literally making $800 a month and then you'll have guys that were first round draft picks that got $10 million signing bonuses and yeah. these guys are playing on the same team in Missoula, Montana. So one of the best parts about minor league baseball it I is. hope that it somehow some way we we get a chance to have it it's just not looking good right now. All right. What else you got, Carolyn? Last story. Um, Damian Lillard. Yes. He said that he was going to sit out, hold on, sit out NBA games this summer if the league didn't provide his trailblazers a true opportunity to make the playoffs. You know, Carolyn, if you listen to the show called Two Telling Nuanas on ESPN Radio that airs from 4 to 6 each afternoon, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you would know all about this story. Well, no, I'm I'm not reporting the story. I'm (laughs) here to talk about our opinions on it and my opinion on it. All right. So this uh, ESPN's Dan Arlovsky. Dan Arlovsky, very good. He criticized the guy, and then he backpedaled. Well, so first okay. he was criticizing him for doing that, and then he was backpedaling. Okay, so what did he say, and then what did he backpedal to? Um, he called him spoiled and entitled. Okay. And then he said he used the wrong words, and he shouldn't have said that because Damian Lillard got pissed about that. Well, Damian Lillard shouldn't get pissed about that because of all of the NBA players that we're aware of, perhaps the least spoiled and entitled of them is Damian Lillard. I mean, he, I understand. I mean, I don't know if I, I mean, actually he's, he's do the, understand. Is he the only guy? He's the only guy in the NBA we've interviewed, right? Or that I've interviewed. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've never interviewed him, but I, I, uh, you know, no. Yeah. That's it. He's the one. I but, guess I, I talked to Josh Hustis when he was in high school mm-hmm. at Great Falls CMR when he was like 16. So you and I interviewing people was the, uh, yeah. the, no, the, I, the I, arbiter. I'm, of, I'm, just, I'm just saying that it shows you his humble origins. I mean, He's from the Big Sky Conference. He played at Weaver State. I mean, he's played in Missoula many times. So that doesn't that makes him not entitled and spoiled? We're just saying he had to come up a lot different. The NBA has way less uh, underdog stories. Yes, the it does. The guys that come from the Division II school and they're undrafted free agents that then make the NFL roster, 
That, that does not happen. That's like one out of five. Who, who's there. that it's one? Nobody in the NBA. Who's that one? There is that one cat from Miami that was in the three-point contest that played like D3. Yeah. And I forget his, I forget well, his I name. Think, but I mean, I think there's several guys that went the junior college route but then transferred big. But yeah. I, I believe that Jimmy Butler is the only guy who ever was even a junior college player yeah. that was an all-star. Okay. Here's my my feeling on it. Tell I us. You're all on the edge of your seat. Yes. <laughs> if you play for a team, what you play for the team, you don't have a crybaby, I'm going to sit out because I might not go to the playoffs. You play, and then you see how you do. I, I'm going to say he's spoiled and entitled. So here's You're the wrong. You're here, here's, here's the thing. Wrong on this. Damian Lillard wants to play. So here's what the NBA is trying to do. There's 12 games left in the regular season. His team is three and a half. Even games. more than that, I think it's like 16. Okay, games. so there's there's about a, and they're three and a half out. They're three and a half out of the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. If they only play six games, his team can't close the gap and make the playoffs. So he's saying I don't want to play in pointless games. He's saying I do want to play all of the games if they let us play all the games because he thinks that they're good enough to surge and get into the playoffs. He just doesn't want to play games. Basically, if they're mathematically eliminated before the games start, he doesn't want to play the games because he wants the chance to play all of the games. I appreciate that, but I still disagree with it. I just think you, you're you on a team, you signed on, you're getting paid, you play your games, you play your best, and you have a good attitude. And you invest all your money when you have it so you have it for later. See, right. D- David Lillard <laughs> is in the rare situation where I think that it would take a... Um, it would take a cataclysmic tragedy for him to waste all his money. I mean, he, he signed a $265 million contract. This isn't about money. This is about being having good sportsmanship and being there for your teammates. He is, he is being there for his teammates because he is the one who has the biggest voice of anybody on the Trailblazers to sit there and and stump for his guys to get into the playoffs. So what if all of the teams say, like, well, we're not going to win, so we're not going to play. Is that Then what no, are we doing? Nobody is saying that. He wants the chance to win. He <laughs> oh wants to have gosh. all of the games so he has a chance to win. They, they're one of the five, best, five or six best teams in the league. All their guys have been hurt. He wants all those guys to be able to come back and play. If there's only five games left, they won't get Roddy Hood and – uh, Nurkic back. Well, so they'll they, get him back, but they won't. But they won't get him back. Completely a yeah. non-consequence. So he doesn't want to play with the chance of them getting hurt and him getting hurt. We're going to agree to disagree on this. Well, here's what we're going to agree to disagree on. Actually, we're not going to disagree on anything. We're just going to state the facts. The Bears suck. <laughs> the Packers are the greatest team in the North, and the Vikings are exactly what Coulter thinks they are. He's absolutely right about them. Here is something we all agree on. Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports brought to us by the Iron Grizz. We have a new promotion now for the Iron Grizz. They're no longer doing wine tastings, at least for the time being. They want to keep you all safe. They don't want to be pouring the wine into your glass. But you can still go enjoy wine at the Iron Grizz. So what we got for you right now, if you call 361-3688, we have a gift certificate so you can have a bottle of wine and an appetizer at the Iron Grizz, up to a $30 value. You can go enjoy some wine and apps on the back deck. Iron Grizz located at the University of Montana Golf Course, South Avenue, 515 South Avenue West in Missoula. Go enjoy an app and a bottle of wine on two telling wads at the Iron Grizz. Chick who doesn't know sports brought to you by the Iron Grizz American Bistro. Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. 
call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. It is Tutel and Nuanas wrapping up not just a Friday, not just a week, but a month. We return to you Monday on the 1st of June. How about that? Uh, great to be with you, though. Thanks for being here. Tutel and Nuanas, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. If you missed anything in the show, uh, including uh, Michael Ogine in studio with us, it was great to have him in here. Check it out on the podcast. The Tutel and Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen rate, review, subscribe, and uh, check out the podcast on your time at your leisure. Thanks to Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Um, Reese, was that the original Electric Avenue? Was that Eddie Grant that you were just playing? He doesn't want to talk. I know. He doesn't want to talk. It's okay. It's okay. I was just looking for a thumbs up, a thumbs up. It just sounded like a different version of Electric Mm, Avenue. mm. I love my Electric Avenue. That's a good song. Who doesn't? I prefer my Electric Boulevard, but that's just one man's opinion. Who's that by? Is just a different name for a street. I get it. I get it. I thought you were actually dropping knowledge. No, I got nothing. I mean, a horse with no name. I'm going to drop drop some knowledge for you right here. The NBA Board of Governors is planning to approve a vote Thursday next week uh, that is the format for a return to play for the NBA. Yeah, I saw this. This includes, reportedly, a 22-team group going to Orlando, Florida to play, which will include both regular season and play-in games for the postseason with 10, obviously 10, or excuse me, 8 teams, 30 teams in the NBA, 8 teams not going down there, but 22 would be, so that's 8 more teams than what is the, the or excuse me, 6 more teams, right? 16 teams in the NBA, so yep. 6 more teams than what is normally in the playoffs doing some sort of truncated end of the year to get a a playoff field. And it looks like, or at least reportedly by Adrian Wojnarowski, which is as good as done, uh, that they will approve that again as a format, which the NHL has done, now the NBA doing it. This is not a pronouncement that it will happen, but at least you know what it will look like if it does happen in Orlando, Florida. So leaving on another thin sliver little bit of good news to end our week. Leagues run well, the NBA. Leagues run like tyrannies, the NFL. Leagues run horrifically bad, Major League Baseball. Figure it out, baseball. <laughs> Couldn't agree with you more. Boys and girls, thanks for being with us this week, this month, this year, and uh, we will keep this thing going on Monday in June. Have a great and safe weekend. Appreciate each and every one of you. Be well. Stay safe. Detail New One is ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.